Let us pray. O God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility, that we might be generous and compassionate toward others and ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. We're very familiar with the story of the first Thanksgiving. It involved the arrival of the first British colonists at Plymouth Rock with fabled images of pilgrims sitting down for dinner with the Wampanoag Indians after a bountiful fall harvest. There, 53 pilgrims and 90 Native Americans feasted together for three days on the abundance of the earth, presumably followed immediately by the scanning of store ads and Black Friday shopping. We all know the story of the first Thanksgiving. But what we may not know is that a month later, one of those pilgrims, a preacher named Robert Cushman, would stand before that same group of people and preach what would now be the oldest existing sermon manuscript ever preached on American soil. It is titled, and I kid you not, <clears throat> A Sermon Preached at Plymouth in New England, December 9th, 1621, in an assembly of His Majesty's faithful subjects there inhabiting, wherein is showed the danger of self-love and the sweetness of true friendship. One might imagine that the title of the sermon had to be nearly as long as the sermon itself. But it was a timely sermon, one that Cushman needed to preach to the pilgrims that day, and one that they needed to hear, because they were having issues. After that fabled first Thanksgiving, the colonists soon devolved into self-interest and self-preservation. Rather than sharing the land as a community and cooperatively sharing resources for the best interest of their group survival, colonists began to insist that land be purchased in privatized pieces. The London investors who were funding the colonization urged the settlers to adopt a policy where everything in the colonies would be held in common instead for the first seven years. Civic leaders like William Bradford and John Winthrop urged a policy of cooperation and mutual sharing, stressing that with the harsh winter soon to be upon them, the only way to survive would be a spirit of interdependence. But the settlers balked. So Robert Cushman, a lay preacher, stood before the assembly in December 1621 to preach a sermon to them about how generosity, not self-love, was the key to human flourishing. And what do you suppose he chose as a scripture text to preach on that day? Yeah. Paul's letters to the church in Corinth. As I shared last week, the early Corinthian church, just like the early American colonists, had quickly devolved into infighting and polarized division, fighting among themselves over a whole host of issues. So the Apostle Paul, just like Robert Cushman 1,600 years later, made an appeal to the greater good. Cushman preached on these words from Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, 24. Quote, let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. In other words, be selfless and generous. Here's what Cushman preached that day. Quote, it is lawful sometimes for men to gather wealth and grow rich, even as there was a time for Joseph to store up corn. But a godly and sincere Christian 
we'll see when this time is, and will not hoard up when he seeth others of his brethren and associates to want. But then is a time, if he have anything to fetch out and disperse it, you must seek still the wealth of one another. Well, the colonists listened, and they agreed, at least for a time. A new spirit of brotherly affection settled into the colonies until it was abandoned three years later. But the spirit of interdependence and common good continued to be embedded in the DNA of this new country. It is this notion of the common good that governs Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. In the verses just prior to today's scripture reading, he offers these iconic words. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not regretfully or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. For Paul, this biblical principle was clear. In a Christian community, the level of its spiritual maturity is gauged by the level of its generosity. When a Christian community is immature, it's marked by selfishness and self-preservation and a fear of scarcity. But a Christian community that has been transformed by the Holy Spirit, has put the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the center, that's one that unleashes selfless giving and generosity and the idea that since all that we have comes from God, then all that we have should be used for God's purposes. Over these past few weeks, we have encouraged you to take a look at our 2022 impact report in which we share the bounty of blessings that God has enabled through your financial generosity. In fact, if you haven't seen that impact report, check it out for yourself at hydeparkumc.org forward slash impact report. And today, on this Commitment Sunday, I invite us not just to look back at 2022, but to think about the year ahead as I invite you to ponder this question, this, this prayer. God, over the year ahead, may I help this church inspire gratitude by? How would you answer that question? What is your prayer for this church that it might be characterized by God's love rather than self-love? In fact, for the rest of this sermon, I'm going to invite that question to remain on the screen because I'd like for you to respond to it in a tangible way. Following my sermon, whether you're watching this live on Sunday morning or not, I'd like you to find a post-it note or a piece of paper on which you can write this prayer and then complete it in your own words. And then post that note somewhere where it will be visible to you every day. Your refrigerator, your bathroom mirror, your bedside, or even as the wallpaper on your phone. And that way, over the coming weeks and days, it can remind you of how God has blessed you and how you can be a blessing to help others experience gratitude through this church. In fact, if you can, we'd love for you to share your note using your preferred social media network with the hashtag Hyde Park UMC. And of course, on this Commitment Sunday, we also encourage you to submit your estimate of giving today, which will be your primary act of gratitude 
and thanksgiving to God. If you haven't already, please submit your estimate of giving card privately and securely through our website, hydeparkumc.org forward slash EOG. Some years ago, we asked people in this church why they give financially to the ministries of Hyde Park United Methodist. And in particular, we wanted to know why people tithe, which is giving 10% of their income to God through this church. And one of our church members responded with this stirring and beautiful statement and gave us the permission to share it with you. This is what he wrote. In response to your question, why should we tithe? My question, he said, was how can anyone question tithing? It is so easy to spend money on fads, diet plans, the lottery, and gambling, when the end results 99% of the time amount to nothing, zero, zip. And then he said, tithing does not mean you will win the lottery or you'll soon be driving a new car, but you will be rewarded with many things money can't buy. But we cannot think that tithing buys. Tithing rewards us with blessings and health and a way and means to continue living and enjoying life as God wanted us to do. He said, it's been two and a half years since I've been unemployed from a job that I enjoyed and miss. It's good pay, now absent, has caused my tithing to become less. Nonetheless, I continue to tithe from the three part-time jobs I now enjoy. I continue to enjoy life. I'm in need of nothing, and I feel like tithing and the riches it brings has contributed to my well-being to the extent that I cannot explain. This person understood what it means to be a cheerful giver, not one that is governed by a sense of scarcity or fear, but one that entrusts our lives over to God. It reminds us that when all of us are doing our part, offering gifts, great or small, and in whatever capacity we can give, we can see our own needs supplied by God and be filled to overflowing in thanksgiving to God. So this Thursday, when you gather around your tables with family and friends, and we remember the fabled stories of the first Thanksgiving, let us remember the words of one of our country's first preachers who reminded those pilgrims and would remind us of these words in his first sermon. Quote, labor to be joined together as one body and knit by flesh and sinews, away with envy at the good of others and rejoice in the good of the other person and sorrow for his evil. Let his joy be your joy and his sorrow thy sorrow. Let his sickness be thy sickness, his hunger thy hunger, his poverty thy poverty. And if you profess Friendship. Be friends in adversities, for then a friend is known and tried, and not before. And may this prayer be our commitment on this day through our estimate of giving cards and the offering of our lives. God, over the year ahead, may we each help this church inspire gratitude. Let us pray. God, fill us with reminders of your love that we might respond with gratitude. Give us the courage and compassion to give ourselves for others, that they might experience gratitude to you. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen.